when you are drinking something versus eating it, your body's gonna respond to it very differently. Just right. from the actual like um, surface area. So if you eat things and there's a surface, it takes longer for it to get digested. It slows things down. When you drink something, it's really easy for that to come. Here's the easy way to say that. If you eat 300 calories versus you drink 300 calories, you're gonna be much hungrier much sooner from drinking the 300 calories than you would from eating it. When in doubt, don't have the smoothie, have the banana and the strawberries and whatever else you're gonna put in. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello, Ben. Patrick. Welcome back to your office. Ah, Thank you. Uh, Today we're going to talk about... um, Nutrition, <laughs> which uh, I think a lot of people um, appreciate. I think that these are these tend to be, other than the ones with Catherine, these tend to be the most popular yeah. episodes. So we're going to try to do more of them. Um, today, we're going to sort of continue uh, a conversation that we we had in an episode. I think we released it like in October. So it's been a few months now. Um, and it's the title of that was something like, Don't Get Bamboozled by Big Food. And what sort of the um, the context to that conversation, which if, if this conversation that we have today is interesting to you, I definitely recommend folks go back and re-listen to that or listen to that for the first time if they're new here. Um, but the context for that conversation was um, you and Dan, it was an episode of the CF Anyway, which is your internal podcast over at the gym. Um, and the context of it was you guys wanted to sort of break down what you guys called like seemingly healthy, unhealthy foods, right? Or in other words, right. food that looked like and was marketed as, you know, quote unquote, health foods that we wanted to sort of debunk a little bit and sort of um, show how they were actually, that it was just marketing more than it was uh, truth, right? Yeah. My, yeah. I'm just going to jump in. Yeah. Um, I feel really bad for people that are making the sacrifices, you know, obviously in the gym, but sacrifices in the kitchen, at the dinner table, at restaurants. And they're still like, I'm, they think that they're making sacrifices. They think that they're making the healthier choices and they're just not like, Mm -hmm. that's like, so the idea is like, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. And if you are one of those people that care, well, here's another way to make a more educated decision. Yeah, love that, cool. So today we're gonna sort of continue that conversation. We're gonna talk about um, some specific foods that I think still, or that sort of fit into that category of like seemingly healthy, unhealthy foods. So we're gonna go through a few more of those because I know people like uh, specifics. Um, So we've got a list of those that you sort of put together. Um, And then we're gonna go through what I'm really excited about, which is I heard you give a talk it was a little while ago, but uh, to, to your classes where you literally just broke down like a day of eating yeah. and you said, this is, you know, if this is what a day of eating looks like for you, we can make some pretty small changes to those decisions and have a dramatic, you know, dramatic impact right. on the overall quality of the food that you're eating. So that'll be sort of where we close the show. Um, but we're going to start, I think, with uh, some important context, which is just this idea of um why are we so hard on carbohydrates? Why, you know, not only you, but it's, you know, Coach Glassman says a lot off the couch, off the carbs, right? Mm-hmm. So let's maybe start this conversation with a little bit of understanding of why that is the case. Why why should we be paying attention to that? Yeah, I have nothing against carbohydrates. Um, carbohydrates are essential for, I shouldn't say that, because um, there is other, um, without getting um, down the rabbit holes. Yeah. The problem is not carbohydrates. The problem is refined and excess carbohydrates. So if you're an elite athlete, 
like I train like world-class athletes, we have them have their carbohydrate machines. Right. We operate in the glycolytic pathway and the endeavors that we are focusing on super high intensity, way more so than like marathon runners or cyclists or people that are going for hours and hours and hours. We are super high intensity. We are just burning up carbohydrates and it is the primary fuel source. It's also right. the primary fuel source that your brain operates on. It's like, it's, it's so essential to so many of us. The problem becomes when you have too much of them. Right. The real shortcut, real easy, like snapshot to understand at an elementary level is too much carbohydrates. I'm going to try and skip out some, not use jargon. Um, too many carbohydrates will make you fat and sick. Gotcha. Like if you're going to, um, you know, think about the old saying was like calories in, calories out. Like if you only take in a thousand calories and you burn 1500, you're going to lose. Don't worry so much about that. Think about carbohydrates in versus carbohydrates burned. That's the one that really matters. And there is a misnomer, certainly maybe within CrossFit, who, who folks who feel like they know what it is, but don't, they, ten, the misnomer tends to be that, oh, you guys don't need any carbs. Yeah. Right? So, um, and is that just, is that just a bad job of people communicating like what okay, we're actually talking let's, about? Let's back up a little bit. What's carbohydrates? Sure. Right. Like, so what are carbohydrates? Now, not like the carbon bonds and all that stuff. Like, let's talk <laughs> about like a level that like people yeah. could then talk to their kids with. Yep. Carbohydrates are um, most processed foods have high levels of carbohydrates. So like the crackers and the cookies and the chips. Um, it's the things that like this way, um, it's the things that like you sit down to eat and like, you know, 10 minutes later you go, oh my God, what happened? Like I ate the whole thing. <laughs> like it's the things that you binge on. Yeah. No, very few people are like binging on like ribeye steaks right. or like salmon yep. or eggs, but People tend to binge on the Pringles and the donuts and- I had eight the, eggs the, yesterday. That, that's probably not binging. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, um, so, but it all is also, and this is what people start to miss, it is also fruits and vegetables. Right. So if you are eating a Paleolithic or ancestral diet, or um, if you are eating even like a ketogenic diet, there is a place for fruit and, um, fruit and vegetables and you can get your carbs in through that way. It's just- a lot harder, which mm. is why those diets tend to succeed a lot of times beyond the whole food aspect is the fact that they um, they are lower on the carbohydrate spectrum. Yeah. So people are burning them up and not getting excessive amounts, which then turns into fat and so on. Gotcha. Fat doesn't make you fat. Excess carbohydrates make you fat. Mm -hmm. Yes, excess calories can as well, but a calorie is not a calorie. So it's a little more of a confusing conversation. Right. What I mean by that is, if you have a meal of wild caught salmon and broccoli and um, you know some olive oil and some um, um, a fruit salad, like that might be more calorically dense, uh, or there might be more calories in that than um, a bunch of Oreos and stuff like that. One is going to make you more sick. One is going to make you healthier. It's not just the calories. Got it. Good time to dive into the list of um, danger yeah, foods. Yeah, well, maybe like similar? another thing is like um, just a further clarification. People, a lot of people are under the understanding and they it's just like kind of commonplace that sugar is bad for them. Right. Well, that's sugar is carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are monosaccharides, polysaccharides, disaccharides, one too many sugars. That's what saccharides, like that's what a carbohydrate is. Now your body can use them a little bit differently, but for the sake of this conversation, let's call a carb a carb. Mm-hmm. And from there, if we can lower the sugar content, particularly 
added refined sugars and processed foods, if we can lower those things down, then what we'll end up doing is by default creating a healthier environment for us, which will be lower calorie, which obviously lower carb, which is lower sugar, which you will then become more of a fat burning machine. Um, you might have to remind me of exactly what you what you said in the in the previous episode that I mentioned, the don't get bamboozled, but you said something about don't look at the sort of the calorie count, but look at the ingredients. Is that Don't accurate? even look at the nutrition. Yeah, no, so, that's what it was. The nutrition. So what we said panel. was like, so in that bamboozled one, we were talking about more about like uh, quality of food. Yeah. In this conversation, we're going to dive into more of the quantity of food. Cool. So literally more about like how much carbohydrate. So in there, we were talking about um, like comparing different cereals, right. right? One cereal because it looks like has um, lower fat yep. and lower calories and uh, it looks like it's better for you. But if you look at the ingredients list, one could be so much more cleaner than the other one. Okay. Um, okay. Danger food list. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, and just for fun, Ben named them, you named them the danger foods, which danger foods. I think is awesome. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to run down the list and then you sort so of. It's just other, you mentioned this, but to, these are like um, seemingly healthy, yep. but unhealthy foods. Now they're not, you know, it's not cake. It's not cookies, obviously, right. because those don't seem like they're healthy. These are yeah. things that are marketed to us as healthy mm -hmm. and people think that they're making smart choices but probably aren't making the best choices there is better alternatives which you don't have to look too far to get okay all right first one is yogurt okay so yogurt um can be healthy like mm -hmm. greek yogurt especially if you tolerate dairy is healthy and for all the reasons that's been marketed which is you know the live cultures and bacterias and um it, it can be good now the problem is not all yogurts are good. So right. people are just like, go get yogurt. And what they miss is that if you're getting like these flavored or light and fit or low um, um, low, low calorie, low fat, exactly. They're probably very high sugar. Mm -hmm. So um, check it out. Look at the nutrition label on the back. See if they have seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Some of them have up to 21 grams of, of sugar added sugar and the number two ingredient will be fructose mm -hmm. and enough said because everyone's petrified of fructose right, <laughs> right. okay uh, number two wheat bread okay so wheat bread um is not the end of the world um and particularly if you um well here's the wheat bread the issue is the gluten and i don't want to go down the gluten like you know pound that drum too hard but it's not just about celiac disease it's not about just gluten um intolerances there's only 1% of the population, and funny enough, I know a handful of people I know, my two of my kids are, oh, really? are, are one is celiac and one is maybe celiac, maybe just, which is the other thing I'm about to talk about, which is um, gluten sensitive. Mm, I didn't know that. So there's 18 million people which have gluten sensitivities that are not diagnosed as celiac. And what they're sensitive to is gluten. What gluten is, because I was, I saw this thing on uh, uh, the late night with Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And they would go down the streets. And oh, they're, like, yeah. they're, like, they're like, do you eat gluten? They're like, oh, no. No way would I eat gluten. Yeah. They're like, what is gluten? They're like, uh, <laughs> uh, um, gluten is a protein found in wheat. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're talking about wheat bread. Yep. If you are sensitive to it, you're creating an auto. I'm trying to say from jargon. You're creating an autoimmune response, mm -hmm. which is without the jargon, your body can't figure out what is food and what is your body. And it starts basically digesting slash attacking your own body in your gut lining particularly, which mm -hmm. then creates this thing called leaky gut, which is and then the snowball yep. effect and yep. bad things happen. So the idea behind that is like, 
you may be gluten sensitive without even knowing it. The idea has come off of it completely. And when you did this, when my kids did this, they had bumps on the backs of their arms that went away. It's like crazy mm. stuff. Like we have people in the gym that do this and uh, people that struggle with like eczema and skin. The skin thing really, so it's either um, um, like you'll feel it either digestively because yep. of that or it manifests itself on the skin a lot. Gotcha. Three uh, is sort of a whole category of foods, which is just organic. Okay, so I have, when in doubt, buy organic. Mm-hmm. If you're going to buy produce or meat or seafood or eggs or you know fruits and vegetables, like organic is better for you than not. What organic means is that it's grown or raised without chemicals or pesticides or hormones or anything like that. But here's the problem is that the marketers know that organic is like a go-to. Yeah. So they put it on foods that already aren't healthy. Right. So they put it on like organic toaster pastries. Like essentially organic pop tarts. Like <laughs> yeah. just because they're organic doesn't mean the pop tart is now good for you. And you know, organic chocolate chip cookies, like the, because it's organic doesn't switch and change the fact that it's a chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. Like organic ice cream, it's ice cream. Like don't fool yourself, don't kid yourself, don't let them fool you. If you have your choice between Whole foods go organic, absolutely. Right. But once you're talking processed foods, it doesn't change the fact that it's a processed food. Number four, smoothies. Okay, so smoothies is like um, just we're on the same page. It's like you go to like a, um, a Panera Bread and they they blend up some yeah. fruit, and maybe yep, they throw some, some protein in there, like some yep. you know exactly, um, some frozen whatever. Um, those um, are just loaded with sugar right. and they're not like 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 fruit has a fair amount of sugar in it but it also has tons of fiber mm-hmm. which buffers the effect of the sugar these smoothies first off if you're going to like a um which a lot of people do they go to like a smoothie bar yep. or they go to like um um like a coffee shop or like they'll get a smoothie or at a bakery um you also don't know what's going in them mm-hmm. so it could you're like i guess group of protein it could be crap protein um, you don't know what else is going in it. And um, most smoothies have between uh, 40 and 55 grams, not of carbohydrates, 40, 55 grams of sugar. Mm. Just to put out, that's like, that's insanity. Like we were just <laughs> talking about how bad the yogurt was mm-hmm. that might have like 12. Right. This is 40 or 50 grams of sugar in a smoothie. That's crazy, crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to make your own, that's different. It can be healthier. But let's also recognize that when you are drinking something versus eating it, your body's going to respond to it very differently. Just right. from that actual like um, surface area. So if you eat things and there's a surface, it takes longer for it to get digested. It slows things down. When you drink something, it's really easy for that to come. Here's the easy way to say that. If you eat 300 calories versus you drink 300 calories, you're going to be much hungrier much sooner from drinking the 300 calories than you would from eating it. When in doubt, don't have the smoothie. Have the banana and the strawberries and whatever else you're going to put in it. Um, This isn't on the list and I'm curious what you think about it, but uh, folks who do or claim that juice cleanses are somehow uh, good for you. Do you have a, an opinion or a thought on that? That's, that should that be on this list. Yeah, okay. this is the, but that's the same. That's part of the same idea. Gotcha. Now, a juice cleanse or even like a veggie cleanse, right. um, you're basically just starving yourself right. is the idea. You're really, um, the reason that you lose weight is because you haven't eaten. 
You go from <laughs> you go yeah. from fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred calories down to probably a third of that, mm-hmm. and it's no wonder that people feel like they're you know leaner and f- cleaner, and f- it's because you haven't had any of the crap you have been eating. Right, you, easier, better way to do this would be just eat real foods. Um, in close to the same quantities as you used to, but much higher quality. Gotcha. Uh, the next one is dried fruit. Okay, so dried fruit. Let's take like uh, whether it's um, cherries or mangoes or um, what else do they dry? You know, they those apples. Dried apples. Okay. Yeah. So um, what happens when they dry them is you're putting them through a process. You're now eating a processed food, not a natural whole food. And um, when you do that, you're sucking out the fiber that was good before. And all of the sugar stays. So if you take apples, which might have 25, 24 grams of sugar in an apple, but also has five, six grams of fiber. Well, now you mm-hmm. go down to one or zero grams of fiber and all the sugar stays. Now, that's not the end of the world, except that if you don't look at the nutrition facts, what you're going to, you might be buying dried fruit that has sugar then right. added on top of that. Yeah. Like the sweetest thing in the world <laughs> is dried mango. Yeah. And then they take dried mango and add, sugar, and add sugar. sugar into it. And they might have upwards of 17 grams of added sugar to a thing that already has <laughs> you know, 17 yeah. grams of sugar. It's yeah. like, that's, I'm not that against dried fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm not. What I'm against is dried fruit that also has sugar yeah. added to it. Yeah. And just to repeat something you said earlier, the idea that if it has fiber in it, it's sort of, and actually it's more of a question because, uh, but if it has fiber still intact, it somehow combats the effects of the sugar? Fiber slows things down. Okay. Yeah. So fiber is, if you have something that has 10 grams of sugar and five grams of uh, fiber, mm. the net carb with that would be, would only be five because there's only five left over. Okay. That's kind of like a math equation way that you can kind of do that. Um but really what's happening is it's just slowing the whole system down. So things don't, you know, the, the jargon I want to get into when you eat carbohydrates, particularly high glycemic ones, that's like sugary ones, they spike your um, your blood sugar. In response to that, your body calls your pancreas to release insulin. Insulin is the bad guy. Now, mm-hmm. insulin is, if you don't have insulin in your body, you die, mm-hmm. right? But too much insulin is too much is hyper, mm-hmm. insulin, insulin, anemia is the blood. Look up hyperinsulinemia. That's what happens when you have too much insulin in the blood chronically all the time. It is the precursor to every chronic disease, from heart disease to cancer to Alzheimer's to, it's insane. That is why this is the enemy and that is why we're talking about this right now. Lower the excessive, particularly the sugar content of carbohydrates and you get drastically healthier. Next one is iced tea. Okay, so um, iced tea by itself, again, just don't get bamboozled. It's like, <laughs> um, so iced tea by itself is perfectly fine and awesome. It's a great choice for people. And you know, um, some people um, like black or green tea can be a superfood for those individuals. It can be incredibly healthy. The problem is that marketers know that. So yeah. Arizona makes Arizona green tea. The problem is Arizona green tea has 47 grams of sugar in it because they know if you don't put the sugar in it, it doesn't taste good and people mm-hmm. don't have it. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not idiots. So we want to make sure that we're like, like put in perspective, like we're talking like, like candy bar level, like, like yep. Swedish fish level, like 
that's what kind of candy, that's what kind of sugar we're having. And we have like this 40 and 50, 60 grams of carbs. We would like to keep, you know, um, whenever you're having sugar, anything, if it should always be under 20 grams of something, particularly if it's, if it's added, it should be under, you know, it should be under added, you know, under 10 grams and mm -hmm. under zero would be even better. Got it. Uh, the next one is energy and sports drinks. Okay, so it's the same deal, right? Like yeah. they're marketed to us like you're going to be a stud athlete if you drink Gatorade. You're going to be, um, you know, in the X Games if you have Red Bull or Monster. The problem is that these things are just loaded. The ingredients are literally number one, water. Number two, sugar. Mm -hmm. It's like that's what this. It's again, it's a sugar water. So parents that are giving their kids Gatorade. It can be good for athletes that need the carbohydrates in the sport while they're doing that. But parents giving kids Gatorade when they get home from school or for a snack or for lunch are doing a real disservice. It's very, very different the way your body will use carbohydrates while you're active because mm -hmm. you will use it as a primary fuel source. When you're inactive, your body stores it as fat, which leads to hyperinsulinemia. So what we need to do is make sure that we're looking at these nutrition labels and checking out oh my gosh, this small bottle of Gatorade has 34 grams of added sugar. That's horrific. Yeah. Uh, continuing on with drinks, coffee drinks. Okay, so again, coffee is kind of in the iced tea world. It's yep. totally fine if it's coffee, right? black coffee. But if you take something like, um, like a Frappuccino, right? Mm -hmm. Like a Frappuccino from um, Starbucks, forget about the sugar. Like That has 550 calories in it. Mm. For a reference point, you could either, for the same calorie content, you could either get a Frappuccino from Starbucks or a Big Mac from McDonald's. <laughs> Those are the same. Mm -hmm. uh, wraps. I assume you mean like um, like spinach wraps and sandwich wraps and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so um, I'm not against wraps as well, but it's the same thing with the gluten thing. If you have a yep. gluten insensitivities or intolerance, um, the other point of that is... Um, People think that it's just way better for you than bread. Right. Um, and it's not, it's, it's basically like a, a normal wrap is about one and a half slices of bread. So it's more than one. Mm -hmm. So I guess instead of like a sandwich, we'll have two, you're having a wrap, it would be better, but incrementally. Yeah. It's not like because it's a wrap, it's healthy, which right. is, you see people at like the airports and I do it. Like mm -hmm. I go for a wrap because, in my mind, it's like, if it's a wrap, it's healthier. <laughs> yeah. It's still a sandwich. Yeah. It's the same yeah. kind of deal. Just don't fool yourself as to what you're actually eating. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 10 is rice. So again, rice, nothing against rice for people that are going to, it's low in sugar, mm -hmm. but where the carbohydrate content is what we got to be aware of. And just so easy to overeat right. rice. So one cup of rice has 45 grams of carbohydrates. That's not the end of the world at all. If you have that at your meal and that's the carbohydrates you have for that meal, no, that's more than fine. That's mm -hmm. low. That'd be low. The problem becomes most people don't just have one cup. They have right. a little bit more than that. It's the base of their, whatever they're having. Mm -hmm. um, and again, and they do that because it's the healthier choice than something that, yeah. whatever the alternative So, is. and I'm not, I'm not opposed to that, but like instead of, um, you know, a carbohydrate, so it's like, right, if you're trying to lower your carbohydrates, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to get lean, if you're trying to become more scientific term, like insulin sensitive, like, um, you know, become better at burning it and don't have these ups and downs, then choices of like vegetables would be so much better. So instead of a cup 
of rice, which has 45 grams, you have a cup of any vegetable, I don't need any vegetable, it'll be under you know 10 and most likely closer to five grams. Next one is sauces and dressings. Okay, so this is like, um, I put this in the danger foods because people think that they're just freebies, right? Right. So um, they make this amazing salad and then they pour hydrogenated vegetable oil and which is so bad for you, like stay away from bad oils. That's the kind of thing that's, no one's really talking about. People are talking about excess carbs, they're talking about sugar, you know, they're talking about fructose, um, but no one's really talking about the crappy oils. So mm. Crappy oils are terrible for you. Um, and or they're like putting like barbecue sauce or teriyaki <laughs> sauce or soy sauce or ketchup. In a tablespoon of ketchup, there's which is not very big, mm. there's four grams of sugar. Like that's a fair amount of sugar. If you do two tablespoons, you've basically kind of wrecked the meal. You put four yeah. grams of added sugar into this otherwise healthy meal. So just make the healthier choices. Use mustards instead of ketchup. Um, spicy brown, phenomenal choice because they're check out the ingredients list again. Make sure there's no brown sugar or anything else if it's not sweet. Just, mm-hmm. um, and then instead of crappy um, vegetable oils, use olive oil or coconut oil. The last one on the danger foods list is protein bars. Damn, I wish this I wasn't know. a danger food. <laughs> um, you mean candy bars with <laughs> candy bars, yeah. with protein in it? Yes. That's what you should be thinking about for most of these. Now, there are healthier options, right? Quest bars are fairly good. RX bars are fairly good, um, are good. Um, so look at, flip over. Here's the deal. Don't look at the nutrition facts. Look at the ingredients. When you look for... Um, um, protein bars, you're going to get tricked by the nutrition facts. Look at the ingredients. Now, the ones you won't get tricked by is if you want to look at sugars. So mm-hmm. like a Metrex bar has like 27 to 34 grams of sugar in it. That's again, like in terrible, it's it's a candy bar. That's the candy bar. Um, but then also look at the ingredients and how many things can you recognize and pronounce. If it's all you know, maltodextrin and all these yeah. like chemicals, um, that's what you want to stay away from. That's why you want to go more towards the more like, you know, um, RX bars and yeah. Lara bars and yeah. um, those type of things. The ones that you can't get at a gas station. The ones that don't taste as good. Yeah, and that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But even like Cliff bars, like Cliff bars yeah. look like they're super healthy. Yep. They all make it look like they're healthy. Of course. But Cliff bars, like, um, I think the number two ingredient, and I can't be quoted on this because I haven't looked at it recently, but I think the number two ingredient is corn rice syrup. Mm, that sounds about right. Sugar. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's sure They try and trick you yeah. by saying, or not corn rice, sorry. There's two different things. Rice syrup, I rice think. Syrup. It's just, which is sugar. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're smart. They don't want to put the word sugar in there. So they I feel like it. I've heard you talk about uh, all of the different words that can yeah. be used for sugar. We don't have to go down that road now, but maybe another point. It's a great thing to Google. Google. Yeah. And it's there's like a list of about 50 ways. different words yeah. that they, they'll, you know, and they'll make it like organic honey. Right. Um, or even changing it to like organic cane sugar. Mm-hmm. That's... So that's, that's that's real sugar. I mean, that's sure that's what sugar is. There's <laughs> right. a good example of why organic is not better for you. Yeah. It's like it's it's still sugar. Um, okay, so that was your list of danger foods. Uh, I wanted to transition a little bit into into what I sort of alluded to earlier in the conversation, which was um, that talk that you gave to your class, where you sort of yeah. broke down, um, for lack of a better term, it was just sort of like a day of eating for an for a normal person like like nothing crazy like they're not going to mcdonald's they're not getting you know going to dairy queen for for dinner um Mm. and so you lay (laughs) and you sort of laid out like this is what 
normal probably looks like. And then this is what it looks like with a little bit, um, uh, maybe more conscious decision yeah. to, to try to get a, a little bit better, make a little bit of a better choice. Yeah. So maybe you can kind of walk us through that conversation. Yeah. I, I think actually, um, the case, the case a, um, is not even normal. It's mm. trying. Okay. It is. These people are trying to do something good. Gotcha. This is like the seemingly healthy. So let's kind of walk through this. Imagine you have breakfast at, so full day of eating. Like yep. you're not like, I'm not starving, not doing intermittent fasting, not saying ketogenic, nothing majorly disruptive whatsoever to your lifestyle. So let's walk through like a, a fairly normal day for somebody that th I would think everyone would agree that this is seemingly healthy. Mm -hmm. They wake up in the morning and they have a bowl of Kashi cereal with skim milk. And then from there on the way to work, they stop by Starbucks and they get an um, iced mocha coffee. Then at work, May 10 o'clock, they have a um, um, fat-free yogurt, mm -hmm. right, for a snack. Then they go to Panera Bread for lunch on their lunch break, and they get um, a whole wheat, uh, a turkey on whole wheat, and a smoothie. Um, from there, they go and have a snack in the afternoon, and they have something similar. They have a Nutri-Grain bar, mm -hmm. right? And then at dinner, they go to Chipotle. And something really quick because they're busy people and they get a burrito bowl. Nothing crazy, you know, like whatever. We yep. might skip, skip the guacamole and some tortilla chips and salsa. Mm -hmm. Like those are fairly like thoughtful, like yogurt, yep. Nutri-Grain bars, um, turkey on whole wheat. Like, um, like, like the, that's the meat. That's a day of eating that an average person would look at and say, what, what are you trying to do? That's like, really good. Yeah, that's like, that's- So just put it, what that it ends up being is 460 grams of carbohydrates. That's excessive. Mm -hmm. Unless, so our CrossFit Games athletes, the biggest athletes that weigh, um, you know, 210 pounds of lean, ripped, shredded muscle and are exercising for six to eight hours a day of super high intensity don't have that much. Mm. Put in perspective, like um, Katrin, like a 150 pound female with, you know, all muscle and works out the same things is somewhere in the mid twos. So kind of like yeah. put in perspective, we should not be there. They are just like burning it up and burning it up and burning it up. So most of us should be somewhere, you know, um, if you're a guy, maybe you are in that range. Maybe you are in the mid two range. But for most girls that are around 150 pounds that are not, you know, 11% body fat and mm -hmm. exercising for six to eight hours a day of super high intensity are probably going to be in the um, high 100s, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Kind of give some other perspective of what, People have been throwing around these other terms of like low carb. When yep. people say low carb, um, low carb is usually kind of like underneath 120 grams. Um, super low carb would be under 70 grams. Mm -hmm. And then ketogenic is under 20 grams. Okay. So kind of put things in perspective. We're talking like under 20 grams to 120 is low carb. I'm not even talking low carb. Right. I'm talking like each your carbohydrates. But this, what we just listed is double what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And we're making the smart choices. Right. So let's let's not do anything crazily disruptive. Let's see how we can change this thing. Okay. Let's say instead of having Kashi cereal and skim milk, you have a veggie omelet at home. Delicious. Like have as many eggs as you want. You had eight eggs. Totally fine. Have as many veggies as you want. Mm -hmm. Eat to fullness, like as much as you want. 
By the way, that was only one bowl of kashi cereal, so mm -hmm. you can't have a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is impossible. Let's right. <laughs> okay, and then you go to Starbucks again. We're gonna go to Starbucks. And you get a black coffee. If you want to put some heavy cream in it, you put some heavy cream in it. Totally fine. And then for a snack, instead of having the um, fat-free yogurt, we're gonna do some deli turkey and almonds. Okay, totally doable. Yep. Get to bring some um, some um, deli slices, um, some cold cuts, and some almonds um, for. Lunch, we're going to go to Panera Bread again. So you can go with your coworkers. You're still going to do it. Except instead of having the um, the turkey on whole wheat and the smoothie, you're going to get a Cobb salad and a iced tea that's not sweetened, an right. unsweetened iced tea or some water or a seltzer or something that's a healthy drink, mm -hmm. but um, a Cobb salad. Um, from there, for the snack, instead of the um, Nutrigrain bar, you can have some jerky. And then for dinner, you're going to go back to Chipotle, except instead of the burrito bowl, you're going to get a salad bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't sound like that drastic of a change. Yep. You just went from 460 grams of carbohydrates to under 60. Hmm. You went to borderline ketogenic. <laughs> like With just making some small, small changes. Yeah. I mean, ketogenic is 60, super low carb. I mean, you went super low carb. Yep. You know, ketogenic is 20 and super low carb is under 70 for most people. Yep. That's insane without making a drastic change at all. And without what, being hungry. Without, without. Oh, yeah, without being yeah. hungry. Yeah. Now, remember, it's about if not having excess. So you could even add some other things in if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And if you are active, I, especially in CrossFit, I would add this in. I am not a fan of people that have trained CrossFit the way that we traditionally think of CrossFit. Not like the new CrossFit, like get off the carbs, get off the couch. Mm -hmm. But CrossFit of like. Um, you lift heavy and then you do Jackie and your mm -hmm. Jackie time is under nine minutes. Mm -hmm. Like if you're doing that, you're training at high intensity, you should not be low carb. So in that case, we're going to fuel around your workout as well mm -hmm. with some extra carbohydrates. Let's bring in some, um, a banana before you work out. Let's mm -hmm. bring in some coconut water immediately after your workout. Let's bring in, um, some dried fruit afterwards with your protein shake, whatever it might be. But it just... I mean, without making drastic, drastic changes, you went from like, you cannot lose weight at 460 grams of carbohydrates unless you're a 220 pound ripped dude right. to training six hours a day. Right. To this area where it's like, oh my gosh, we almost have to search for more carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. um, I've asked you this sort of off of the podcast just because it's something that I've been, I've thought about, which is there, there's always been this sort of... Um, thing in CrossFit, certainly in the early days where it's like you, you, you say no to the carbs, but then you double up the protein. Is that a good move for, for what you're talking about? Where if you do still want to get some more calories, is that what you would suggest? Or is it just get another helping of vegetables? Is that the smarter? Move? So the traditional model was zone mm -hmm. and the zone was, um, if you want to get lean, you cut the carbs in half, but you double the fat. Double the fat. Right? So it's doubling the fat because fat is right. hormonally neutral. Yep. So um, where protein is getting get a little into it, yep. carbs elicits insulin, um, protein elicits glucagon. It's a mobilization hormone. We're getting, yep. I, I don't like the jargon. Geeky. I want to, yep. yeah. Um, but the idea was that fat, you could have a lot of fat because it's just kind of like energy. And the idea was if you don't have a lot of carbs, your body will pull on these fats as fuel. That's like we're talking the ketogenic thing. Right. Um, if we're doing CrossFit and working out really hard, um, I've tried ketogenic. I've, mm -hmm. I've done it. So I, I like to try all these things. Um, I don't think it works as well for people working out in the high intensity world. Now, if you have somebody in your gym that needs to lose 100 pounds and they're willing to go through 
the the sticky points of like getting into ketosis, um, they'll drop weight. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they don't have certain like thyroid issues or other things, they have to be kind of like balanced already. Um, but the easier way to do this, right? Forget about counting. Forget about all of these things. Just start to be aware of the carbohydrate content and the sugar content in your foods and realize that that seemingly healthy kashi cereal, yogurts, whole wheats, Nutrigrain bars, and burrito bowls, when you go that route, it's a losing proposition Mm -hmm. as opposed to just being a little bit more aware and going a little bit towards this like, I'm going to... I'm still going to Starbucks. I'm still going to Panera. I'm still going to Chipotle. I'm still having my snacks. But I'm going to make them a little bit smarter. Mm-hmm. Now, if you need a little extra f- fuel in the mm-hmm. tank, as you said, um, it depends on what's going on. It's it's now we get into like some rabbit holes. The answer is then it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are really active, um, particularly high intensity, that's where I would bring in carbohydrates around your workout. So what a really kind of like, kind of like strategy that's worked for a lot of people in the CrossFit world um, because our workouts are high intensity and we've kind of realized the benefits of quote unquote low carb Mm -hmm. is you put all of your carbs around your workout. Mm. So what happens is carbs are your fuel. So what we're going to do is, but excess carbs were the problem, right? So we're going to put all of our carbs around our workout, do it before, this is what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. So I have, I work out in the morning and before I come to the gym, I have a banana or a fuel for fire. Somewhere between 15 and 25 grams of carbohydrates. Um, after I work out, I have probably half my day's worth of carbs in that post-workout window. You know, I'm having like a meal with like 60 or 70 grams of carbohydrates mm-hmm. right there. Okay. So Add it's a full meal. It's not a supplement or it's not a... So what I'm doing is like, um, it could be a supplement, okay. um, but I actually love like... Uh, um, you know, I'm doing like a banana, I'm doing whey protein, I'm doing um, like a low-fat yogurt. Um, so we just talked about that. Yep. But that's a high glycemic. You want it then. It's a little bit different. Gotcha. Um, and some um, uh, dried fruit and, gran- and oats. Okay. So like a granola. Yep. Um, and that like, man, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's this like um, parfait. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's this amazing deliciousness. But that is, then throughout the day, I don't have any other carbs besides vegetables and fruit. And not even that much fruit. Right. So it's all happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really sound for the way we, and by the way, your workouts will go up as well. Mm. That's a, and you build more muscle. Um, sugar is anabolic. It will build muscle mm-hmm. um, if it's used at or around your training at high intensity. If you don't go high intensity, it's, you're, it's basically a drip, drip, drip of a fuel source, kind of like marathon runners that have to have the goos and the Gatorades and stuff like that. But if you're training CrossFit, fueling the workout with high glycemic carbs is really powerful. And then if you want to get lean, just lower the rest of the day. Gotcha. All right. That was a lot of really good stuff. Is there anything else to this conversation worth? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, (laughs) worth doing right now. (laughs) uh, Not right now. We'll, we'll, We'll drip it somewhere else. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.